Fresh Brains. Hi, thanks for tuning in again for another Fresh Brains TIA, our short episodes. On this episode, I thought I'd talk about Lasix furosemide and its use to control ICP. Now, I'm sure this episode is going to get me in trouble because pretty much everyone I have a conversation about with this disagrees with me. So if you disagree, please send me, send me an email, send me a tweet. I would love to discuss this. The specific article I was going to go over today was one of my favorite articles in the whole issue. It's an article by Mike Todd um, in 2006. It was published in Anesthesiology. It, the title is Influence of Manitol and Ferrosamide Alone and in Combination on Brain Water Content After Fluid Percussion Injury. There's a lot of literature out there about using Lasix with plus or minus mannitol. Unfortunately, a lot of it, I think, is not controlled in the best ways, and I can go through every single study and kind of talk about why I think this happened, that happened. As it stands right now, if you just look at the literature and the results, the results are kind of muddy. There are a lot of studies out there that show that you can give Lasix and your ICP ends up dropping. So what's my problem with Lasix, right? It works. Lasix also can make you hypovolemic, right? It can drop your blood pressure. And if we drop your blood pressure, drop your cardiac output, that will also drop your ICP. And if you look at most of those studies, the blood pressure always drops. They almost always develop metabolic acidosis, so they're probably hypovolemic. A lot of people conflate the ICP-lowering effects of mannitol with the diuretic effects of mannitol as well. There's actually a study out there in monkeys where they actually nephrectomize the monkeys, and mannitol actually works better without kidneys. <laughs> so my question is, does Lasix have a specific ICP-lowering effect if it does lower your ICP, why is that? The usual mechanism that people point to is that they think that giving Lasix with mannitol increases the effectiveness of mannitol by increasing the osmotic gradient, and thereby reducing the amount of brain water. So this study was a rat study to test that mechanism. It was a rat TBI study. They had 91 rats total they analyzed. They did a fluid percussion injury to the brain, and then they randomized them to various conditions. The ones that are key are they gave them eight grams per kilo of mannitol, very large dose of mannitol, plus or minus eight milligrams per kilo of Lasix, also a very large dose. They basically said they just wanted to maximize the effects. And they measured various things. They measured their blood pressure, blood gases, and then they measured their percentage brain water by basically sacrificing the rats, cutting out the brain, measuring the weight of the brain fresh, and then drying it out for a couple days and measuring the weight of the brain dry, and then they took the difference. As you would expect, if you cause a percussion injury to the brain, they got a significant increase in brain water when they didn't do anything else. So they got the normal TBI cerebral edema that we see. If you give these rats this big bolus of mannitol, you see a slight drop in your MAP, a huge increase in your serum osmolality, and their brain water percent decreases down to control levels. So the mannitol works, great. If you give them a huge dose of Lasix furosemide, they didn't see a significant change in anything, any of the variables they measured. Blood pressure stayed the same, osmolality stayed the same, and the brain edema was not significant from control. So giving Lasix did not seem to do anything whatsoever. If you give mannitol plus Lasix, the blood pressure dropped even more, and they started getting acidotic. Their pH dropped from 7.4 to 7.3, which I would attribute to hypovolemia since Lasix itself actually causes a metabolic alkalosis, right? When they measured the serum osmolality, it was actually the same as the same dose of mannitol. And when the brain water percentage decrease was actually the same as well. So there were really no differences between giving the large mannitol bolus and giving mannitol plus Lasix, except that it dropped the blood pressure significantly more. 
but did not reduce the actual edema of the brain anymore. If you take the results of this study, and even if you integrate them with all the other literature out there, to me there's a really close association between the drop in the brain edema and the serum osmolality. Anytime you increase the serum osmolality, you're going to decrease the brain edema. Lasix alone does nothing to the serum osmolality. In this study, it didn't change osmolality at all, with or without mannitol, and therefore didn't change the brain edema. So why does Lasix affect ICP? Well, because, like I said, hypovolemia will reduce your ICP. A very effective way of controlling ICP acutely is clamping the carotids, but not necessarily the best way to optimize perfusion. If you give a bunch of mannitol and a bunch of Lasix in the combination in different formulations, could you also affect the osmolality? Could adding Lasix sometimes increase the osmolality a little bit? Sure. I'll, I'll give you that if you give, if you give someone a bunch of Lasix, maybe sometimes it will extend the osmolality difference a little bit. Maybe that'll help by sustaining the effect of mannitol a little bit. But it's not going to do anything different than if you just gave another dose of mannitol. And what's going to accomplish your goal best? Keeping their osmolality high by giving them more mannitol and running them euvolemic so their cardiac output and their perfusion of all their tissue beds, including their brain, is optimized, or running them super dry and hypotensive, making them acidotic because they're actually ischemic, and also dropping their ICP. Lasix makes you hypotensive, and it's a loop diuretic, right? So it works by excreting sodium. So it actually drops your serum sodium as well. A drug that makes you hypotensive and hypotonic seems like a terrible drug for most of our neuropatients. So those are my thoughts on Lasix. Are there times where you might want to give it? I think saying that I want to run someone hypotensive to, con to drop their cardiac output to control their ICP is a strategy you might want to use in some people. If I wanted to increase the hyperosmolar effect, I would not pick Lasix. I would pick another hyperosmolar. If I wanted to drop their cardiac output, I would probably pick another drug like a beta blocker. But who knows? That's just my opinion. I would love to hear feedback if anyone has any other opinions on Lasix, on anything I've said. If you do, please reach out to me. Our website, again, is freshbrains.wtf. Subscribe to the podcast so you can keep hearing me jabber in your ear. You can email me at bill at freshbrains.wtf. You can reach out on Twitter at Bill Gross, MD. Otherwise, I'll see you next time.